0: i'm chris from play comics the show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material a part of the gunna geek network just like the show you're checking out now shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others find other astonishingly geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com welcome to episode 216 of better podcasting on this show We talk about submitting your show to multiple destinations.
1: In this week's Better Podcasting download, we put on our tinfoil hats as we talk about a recent exchange to do with podcast companies spying on you, allegedly.
0: And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we say hello to some of our new Better Podcasting listeners. Lauren,
1: you've been with us a while, but start the show now.
2: Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a 1,000 episodes, and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer.
1: Welcome to episode 216 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen Drew, and I am pleased to say that SP is here again this week. Hey, SP. Hey, Stephen. I'm
0: not going to lie. I've been thinking about this for a while. I'm going to drop it on you right now. I'm thinking of upgrading to the Electro Voice RE20.
1: I know you've actually mentioned that on the show before, that it's always been on your mind for a little while. I look forward to seeing what happens if you do get there because, uh, there are people that I have seen online say that they personally prefer their voice on an RE320 over an RE20. So I'm <laughs> I'm intrigued to see what happens. And if you want to do that, uh, you know, it'll give us, of course, more things to talk about on the show. So I encourage you to do that. But before we get into our How I save My Podcast story this week, uh, I want to talk about how I could have saved my podcast this week and how I chose not to. And it all has to do with the official officialgonnageek.com show. If you didn't know this, SP and I, Also do a geek show every week called The Official Gonna Geek Show. We talk about different geeky things and usually we stream that live on Mondays. Well, Monday, basically overnight between Sunday and Monday, I had something very, very wrong with me that I did not feel well. I barely pulled myself into work. I felt awful through the day. I basically got like two hours sleep and I I just felt terrible. And so I want to say that Having wonderful co-hosts, SP and Chris, they messaged me and they're like, no problem, Steven, if you want to go ahead and, and continue on, we'll do the show without you. But the thing is, we had a bit of a conversation and I have quite a few different things on my plate this week. And when I am editing a show that I'm not on, I don't have time codes and things like that that I usually write down of edit points that save me time during the editing process. So I have to go through and I have to do a full edit. And SP and Chris were very understanding in that, and even suggested that maybe we just skip a week because we've said before, we're not always saying that you should have to record every single week, and life does sometimes happen. And for the benefit of all of these other important things that are currently on my plate this week, uh, which we might talk about a little bit next week, uh, SP and Chris were so supportive, willing to go ahead and do the podcast with me, but then. Did a bit of a pivot once they saw what was going on in my world. And so I just wanted to, number one, say thank you, SP, and thank you to Chris, if you're listening, and to just share that as a bit of an example on how sometimes you just adapt to what life throws you and life threw me a very, very sick day.
0: That was okay because it allowed me to take part in the bachelor watch party that was going on that night. So, you know, sometimes not having a podcast is detrimental. To your life. So podcasting is always better than The Bachelor. You've heard it here on Better Podcasting. Podcasting is better than The Bachelor.
1: So thank you very much, SP. And if you think that I was absolutely crazy for doing that, and you tell me that I should have not done that, and that I should have made them and forced them to podcast without me, uh, make sure you contact us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Or if you want to just share a similar story, feel free to as well, because We'd love to have that in our better pod back section. But yes, we like to kick off the show here and there with a how I save my podcast story or a how I could have saved my podcast story. Basically, something's gone wrong with a podcast or kind of went wrong with a podcast and things that were done to help resolve that. And this week, SP had a really interesting thing that we think fits into this category from no other place than, of course, the podcasting subreddit over on Reddit and SP. I will turn this over to you.
0: It was a very interesting post that I ran into. It was by a resident restoration and it was posted on podcasting. The title was covering an event. So I was intrigued covering an event. I've covered events before and I have coached other people as they've covered events before. So I read the post and resident restoration posted Quote, I'm new to podcasting world, and I'm wondering about rules and best practices for covering an event, specifically a conference slash symposium. I'm aware that recording anyone's voice or video without their permission is a bad idea. What about a synopsis of the event in general and what was covered? I tried emailing and asking the personnel if it was okay to do so, but I did not get any response, any input, unquote. So there were some grammatical things in there that I wasn't quite sure what the poster was asking for. So I went ahead and posted and assumed what they were talking about was it's actually Sean. Sean's his name. I looked him up on his podcast website later on, but I asked Sean what was going on here. So here's my reply quote, some things that can help you when asking permission is to hand out a media kit, have clear identification on yourself and on your equipment and bring copies of release forms for somebody you record to sign, saying they give permission for you to use their voice, likeness, and recording on your show. Good luck with everything. Let me know how it turns out. I was assuming he was talking about asking the event leads if they were okay with the recording and gaining of interviews, that sort of stuff that you do at a symposium or a conference. We had a short discord back and forth, not on discord, but like we were having a conversation and after the event, Resident restoration posted this update quote. So as expected, communication is key. I discussed the idea with the vice president of the organization and somebody that they have already in place, taking video recordings overall, everyone was receptive and encouraging. They did not see any reason it would be frowned upon, especially since they have an opt-out mechanism already in place from the video recordings. She's going to bring it up at the next board meeting, and hopefully I will have explicit permission. I think the next time I do it, I will try to have a table in order to advertise myself better. It was convenient to have informational flyers, newsletter sign-up, and release forms on hand. Hopefully I will have the episode ready to start editing by the time I get the formal permission. Another good lesson learned is to approach the organization a few months in advance before everyone is bogged down by logistics and setup. unquote. A lot of great comments there, and I think this was a great thing. Brand new podcaster hasn't posted an episode yet. It went to the website. John has said that he is getting an episode ready to go, but I thought this was great for a new podcaster to think of the permissions that you are going to have when you go to an event and try to cover it.
1: Yeah. The only other thing that I could uh, mention here, just based off of some of the experience with uh, some of the conventions and passes that I've been involved with, with going to geek as well as with the comic book site I used to run is if you do reach out in advance, that is key. They mentioned that also inquire about possibly getting a press pass because Even if it's an event that doesn't offer press passes, it's a really good avenue to have that conversation and get some of those uh, checkboxes checked. Because if you write them and you say, hey, I'm looking to cover X, Y, and Z. I have this idea for my podcast or for whatever. And I'm looking to see what your process is for getting a press pass. If they don't have a press pass process, then what they're going to do in general is email back and tell you that they don't have that they might tell you to pound sand or they might open up a conversation and say, but this is what we have in mind. So definitely sometimes using those terms, press pass will sometimes get that door open for you to have that communication.
0: Overall, I really enjoyed the conversation back and forth and the dedication to the podcasting field from a new podcaster. So way to go.
1: Last week in our Better Podback, we mentioned an article that someone posted on our Discord that was essentially indicating that Spotify could have finally beat Apple Podcasts for the number one podcast player spot. But here's the thing, something like that might not always be so clear-cut, and there has been a bit of a debate and a discussion on this. In fact, if you listen back to last week's episode, SP actually made a comment about this and he actually said that he didn't know whether or not the data actually supported the notion of that. Well, that pretty much summarizes as nicely the debate that has happened over the last week, which is, do the metrics really support that article's point of view? In fact, Rob Walsh, one of the VPs over at Libsyn, he made a blog post over on Podcast Business Journal that kind of tried to dispute this information based off of the Libsyn metrics. But among this debate, there was a topic that was inspired for this week's show. And this is because this debate all revolves around the concept of Spotify versus Apple podcast numbers. And if you're going to have that debate, and you're going to think about that debate and how it applies to your podcast, ultimately you have to have podcasts that are widely available on both of these platforms. And so today, we want to talk a little bit about that because these podcast distribution channels aren't the only place you might want to consider putting your podcast on. But there's more than just putting the podcast on these different platforms. Today, we want to talk about some of the benefits to doing this and also some of the considerations and possible challenges that you might face by putting your podcast through a bunch of different distribution channels or distribution methods or services or listings, whatever phrase you want to do. So let's go ahead and start off here, SP, with why people might want to think about doing this.
0: Let's begin with the obvious question. I get this all the time. Uncle SP, why would I want to put my podcast on more than one place? Everyone says, find my podcast in iTunes. Sure, I know it's Apple Podcasts now. Not so with me. But since everyone says this, doesn't matter. Unquote. That's what they say, the whole thing, including my interjection. Even though there are statistics that indicate that Apple still has a strong hold in the market, over 50%, those statistics have been pretty consistent at showing that they are starting to lose some ground. It was higher than it was a couple of years ago. While they used to be the key place and still kind of are, the reality is that listener habits are starting to change. For example, some people are preferring to get their podcasts and music all in one location. Let's take the Spotify example. There are some metrics that we found online that seem to indicate that Spotify is the top player when it comes to music streaming worldwide. So as the concept of a podcast becomes more and more mainstream, it stands to reason that there will likely be more people searching for podcasts in the place that they already know, that they already live in. For a long time, people had cited that one of the reasons that Apple Podcasts, the mobile version, has continued to have a good grip on the iOS market is because it's baked into their phone. It's an app that's literally on the home screen with the iOS when you open it up. It's easier for people to hear the term podcast, see an app called podcast, and there they go off to the races. But if somebody is using Spotify or Pandora, they hear the term podcast, they see it in the app. They might remember seeing the term. And where are they going to search then? They're just going to search for podcasts, where they live, where their music is streaming from Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. But let's talk about another way that has some statistics that indicate that listenership has been on the rise for podcasts over the last few years, listening to podcasts through a smart speaker. Now, in our t- opinion, it's really too early to tell if smart speakers will be a long-term growth or will be something that has or is close to seeing its peak usage already. However, because it's an unknown with indications of possible growth, we think it's worth considering that you may want to be accessible on smart speakers. But how are people getting the podcast through the smart speakers? Oh, well, right now, there are a variety of different endpoints or destinations, depending on the speaker you use, the way it's set up, and even the region that you're in. It's probably worth considering that if you're not listed on the method that the individual speaker is using in all of these locations, you're probably not going to get heard on on the smart speaker.
1: But it could go beyond simply accessibility. It also can give your show a little bit more search engine optimization. If someone is using Google to search for shows, it could be helpful if your podcast is listed on multiple different websites. It's getting your name out there a little more, and hopefully that could possibly allow search engines like Google to help your listeners find you a little bit easier. For example, let's say someone's using a term and a search, and they put in the term podcast. Well, Google may consider that term podcast, and as such, display results based off of what they think is relevant to do with podcasts. That might in, involve bringing in different podcast sites or podcast services into those search results. And if you're not on one of those sites that Google's deemed is sort of relevant for this term, perhaps a result that is on that site that is similar to your name could possibly show up. Now, that's just a rough example because we can't tell you the do's and the don'ts of search engine optimization. We're not SEO gurus. We don't claim to be experts and we certainly don't get paid enough money to be SEO experts. So,
0: But we have a course that you can buy for ninety nine ninety nine that you can sign up and hear all about us as SEO gurus. No. No, that's not
1: right. (laughs) Use promo code. No, no, that's not true. We don't have anything. And so we don't claim to be experts. So if you're right now getting ready to send us hate mail, whatever, go ahead, send that to us. But just know, probably going in the trash if it's about SEO. Another reason that you might want to be on many different platforms is helping stake a claim for your name on those platforms. We've talked in the past how there are a variety of examples that you can find from a variety of different podcasters. Who have started a podcast with a very unique name. And what happened? Someone else started another podcast with that same or very, very close name. Obviously, there's all sorts of other challenges that come with this and possible legal rights and things like that. But the fact of the matter is, it does happen from time to time. And if you've started a podcast with a unique name, which we definitely recommend that you do. It would be a real shame if somebody else went to the service and essentially put their name on there after you have started yours, or a very similar name, especially if that service requires a unique sort of URL to do with it. For example, uh, if you had com slash your podcast name. It would be really unfortunate if somebody took that slash your podcast name before you. And then one day you decided to put it on that service and you went, oh, it's already taken and you have to go with slash your podcast name one or slash your podcast name dot love SP or something like that.
0: Dot love it. That, that's not even a destination. What <laughs> do you tell or whatever you call it? The thing after the dot. <laughs> But it's not all sunshine and roses either. There are some considerations and possibly challenges that you have by listing your show everywhere. Let's begin with the most obvious one you have to get your shows added to all of these places. Whether this is done through your media host provider or manually through your submissions, the bottom line is that you have to take action to get yourself added to these destinations. Some places will require a lot of work. Others could be as simple as sending your RSS feed for indexing. This is time either way that you have to devote in order to add your show to a podcast directory. So the downside here is time that you have to take to do so. But let's say that you have the ability to easily submit your podcast through your media host, and there's also the option of manually creating an account with that podcast service directory. Now you have to make a decision on which method you want to go for. On one hand, the submission process is very easy to do with your media host. On the other hand, you're handing the keys over to your media host to own that RSS feed. Here's an example. Spotify originally made you submit through a provider, but then they created a podcaster portal for podcasters to submit directly to them, not through a media host or a provider those who submitted through their media host provider originally couldn't get access to that specific portal. Now, what happens if your provider adds a feature that is only available through their portal and you can't get access? There's also the consideration of what happens if your media host doesn't have or isn't willing to give you back the ownership of that submission. So first of all, there are the service itself, and has you can log in, you can see stats, you can do different things for your podcast. Second of all, you have your media host saying, no, we're not going to release that RSS feed to you so you can't put in a change. It's possible. I haven't heard of that happening, but it's possible. So whenever you have a third party submit your show, you should consider that there is a chance that they may own that submission consider variables such as how you can claim it back if you want it, what information they get by owning your RSS feed to that destination, and if there will be any impact to the listening. For example, if you run your own website, will the podcast directory be able to list to that website? Or are they going to point back to the media host as the website? Now, that is a consideration that is worth it if you're trying to make your landing page on your website the home of your content.
1: Another area of consideration before you submit to all of these different places is the fracturing of your podcast distribution. If your podcast is listed on a variety of different places, you have to kind of recognize that now people are getting your podcast through a variety of different areas. And what impact could this possibly have on your show? For example, what if you change basic elements like artwork, descriptions, etc.? Will that directory be able to get that updated information or do you have to go in and manually submit the change? What happens if you even change your core RSS feed? Will that directory properly get the redirect and start pulling the information properly? It should, in theory, the way the redirects work, but it doesn't always happen. We've heard of some stories here and there where people have had to just... Kick that service and ask them to make a bit of a change request. We recommend that you periodically do check these listings where possible, if you can, of course. Here's a little fun fact personal story myself. I once had the official com show that I talked about at the beginning of today's episode that was listed on a certain service, and apparently that service just stopped updating properly former guest of the show, Cody Goff, who's on the Gunna Geek Network, he reached out to me and he said, hey, I'm not seeing the Gunna Geek show update anymore. Do you know what's going on with, and I forget what service it was because honestly it was one that I didn't even realize I was on. And I went and I looked and sure enough, the Gunna Geek show was not updating there. And I sent them off an email and I said, hey, what's going on? And they got back to me and they said, oh, sorry, tech problems on our side and they fixed it. But honestly, if I wasn't periodically checking that, if I didn't have him let me know about that, I would have had to periodically check it to be able to have found that issue. And someone who was going and searching on that service for the Gunna Geek show, they would have probably looked at that and gone, oh, they haven't released an episode in months. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going to check them out anymore. So this is something that you need to consider as you go and essentially fracture that distribution.
0: Let's talk about an even more important change. What happens if you change the podcast file itself the actual episode file this has happened to most long-term podcasters at some point they have posted an episode realized there was a critical error that had to be changed <clears throat> steven remember that time where you published better podcasting and there was nothing in it yeah, yeah that actually happened yeah
1: i did i did seriously a, a whole episode of silence it was apparently our best rated episode <laughs>
0: It was a lot of downloads that I think that was because people were downloading it twice and three times to see if there was a mistake. Anyway, what is the impact if you go in and you replace that file? Some services simply point people back to your hosted file, whereas others pull the file down, make a copy of it, and then distribute it. How does the service that you are distributing your show to handle that specific task of replacing the file? If not well... You might have to keep in mind that when you are in the situation, you'll need to post a whole new episode rather than replace it. And there's some issues with that, too. However, along the same lines, you should also consider that this impact could be if you are doing that later method, copying the file. How does it affect your stats? That's the big part there. Some of these services will pass back the stats to some stat providers. Others won't. Now, if the stats are not being passed back, you potentially could not see a good portion of your downloads if you're checking only the stats on your file downloads through whatever service that you are using to either host your show or stats through your website or whatever. In this case, you have to consider how you're going to manage these downloads. How often are you going to check these services for stats, or do you even care? I'll give you an example that is not related to this, but if you happen to be distributing your show to, say, YouTube, like we are, there is no podcasting service out there that is going to count your YouTube downloads. You're going to have to go and see your views on YouTube through YouTube and not your podcast media host. So that's just an example of how this would affect you. So it's a question you should have and a decision you should make. And honestly, some services, you're just not going to care what your downloads are. So maybe it's okay that you don't see the stats, but that's going to be a decision up to you as the podcast producer.
1: And the last consideration that we want to mention that we think that you should have is one that gets a little bit technical and it may be limited by who you host your podcast with. Do you have just one RSS feed for all of these different locations or do you have essentially multiple RSS feeds for each location? To give you a little bit of context, some podcast services require certain specific tags. For example, way back when Google Play Podcasts, not Google Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts first came out, they had specific tags they wanted to see in the RSS feed. Well, they were different from the ones that most places use, which were based off of the Apple Podcasts episode tag. This became a little bit of a hot topic and debated among several notable RSS feed hosters slash creators slash media hosts. And there were really two mindsets to this. Number one, you only need to have one RSS feed per show. The tags can all be in the same RSS feed. Or option two, you should have a separate RSS feed per location so that you can have those tags all separated and nicely packed up with a ribbon on top. So it's just the individual tags per service. Now, there's actually pros and cons to both of these options. On one hand, one RSS feed is a lot more straightforward. If you're manually submitting to different locations, you only have one RSS feed that you need to manage and submit to different places. But on the other hand, if you have individual ones, you can sort of cater one service without having to possibly compromise the other. Let's go to an example that I know SP loves to talk about, and it's Apple podcasts. In the past, we've made it perfectly clear that we're not the biggest fan how Apple Podcasts likes to just randomly change things that requirements that they want within your RSS feed. And sometimes these changes can be labor intensive. For example, there was a change last year that SP had to go through and manually change a bunch of different tags. And I had to go and spend a couple hours in code rewriting my RSS feed script so that it went and conformed to those changes for Apple Podcasts. This is something that was frustrating for us, but we were required to do that to help make sure that we continued to be in Apple Podcasts. And the thing that comes when you go and just make a sudden change like that is that you don't know how these other services are going to read that change or if it's going to affect that. When a service is pulling your podcast down, it's reading all of this technical mumbo-jumbo and choosing to display it in a certain manner using their technology, their scripting, so that the end user sees it in a certain way. And the thing is, if you make a change within that tag that that service isn't expecting to see, then it could possibly break your podcast on that service. So if you have multiple different RSS feeds, you could potentially have those tags customized, possibly depending on the limitations of where you're creating your RSS feed, but limited to that service so that if you make a change there, you have a different RSS feed for the other services and you know the odds are it's not going to break it.
0: In summary, as hobby podcasters, we think that the pros of having multiple specific RSS feeds outweigh the cons. After all, it's better to have your show available in a variety of places so that if somebody searches, they can find you there. We're quickly moving away from the old days where people who are podcast consumers tended to be more technical and knew to get things from a certain location. Now you have people that might be less technical who are trying to listen to your show and they need a little bit more push to get the podcast where they already are. We've covered that before in this show. As a listener habits change, there may also become the question of what statistics become more relevant. For example, a traditional podcatcher downloads every file that you release, whether you listen or not. Apple Podcasts is one. Another one is Overcast that I use. Once that file is on your device, there is often no more information that is passed back to the creator. So you might have 100 downloads if you have 100 episodes or 100 downloads per one episodes, but only 10 people actually listen. On the flip side, often those that are essentially being pulled live, i.e. streaming to the person or progressive downloads, as it's called, sending to whatever device you're listening on, basically on demand are likely real data because somebody is actually listening to it. These theoretically could provide a more accurate insight, and one of the reasons why people are going gaga over listener data from live streaming. Which method is going to be the future of podcasting, or is it going to be a hybrid of both? I don't know. Time will tell. And as our good friend, Ben Drew of Podcastage would say, we will see.
2: This is the Better Podcasting Download. You know, I
1: often like to look at the Better Podcasting Download and I go, SP found this amazing thing we should talk about this week. And it's true because he's really good at digging up things. But today, I just have to... Wait a minute. I'm good at digging up things like dead bodies.
0: I wasn't going to say... buried treasure or something like that.
1: He's good at digging up fun things to talk about on the show. Is that better? Okay. 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 And so today I have to say that he didn't find this because there's no way that we can hide this. I would love to lie right now and say he he found it because again, SP deserves all the credit in the world for everything with this show. He deserves all the credit, but this was on Facebook and we have to call it out as being on Facebook and SP is not on Facebook because he wants to put very revealing photos of himself. That on. is not the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that's not true for anybody who isn't familiar with this is obviously SP uses a pseudonym and uh, that is something that you cannot use on Facebook. So he's not allowed on Facebook. So no, no SP on Facebook and I am on Facebook and I did find this and it's something that we thought we would at least mention because. We should talk about it. We should talk about it and what the considerations are to do with this. And honestly, though, I will give credit where credit's due. SP suggested we do talk about this because we pass podcast stuff back and forth. And so again, got to turn it back to SP. SP, you're you're the one that makes this podcast good. So pat yourself on the back for at least suggesting it.
0: So Steven sent me this message that was on Facebook. I don't even know where it was posted on Facebook, but it was a Facebook post by... Todd Cochran, who is the CEO of Blueberry Raw Voice, I believe is the parent company. I haven't looked into it in a while. I don't know what the corporate structure is over there, but he's the CEO and owner. Todd Cochran is. And he posted this thing earlier today, maybe last night. I'm not sure when he posted it, but it was within the last day of recording here. And he said, very disturbing, confirmed today, a podcast company is doing a listener attribution for advertising agencies. Some of your listeners are being spied on and you don't even know it. That that was the quote there. And there was a little bit of back and forth. I have no idea if there's more now or not because I can't go back to Facebook and look because Stephen's right. I am not on Facebook. But one of the people that we've talked about previously on this show, he runs a podcast news site called Pod News. James Cridlin, he came back and said... Uh, quote, some of your listeners are being spied on, unquote, isn't this just a little alarmist? And then there was this long post about how James was saying that you could do this without the attribution and still be GDPR compliant. That's the big data privacy act that's in Europe right now. And California has one as well. I don't know if what he's talking about is the California law compliant, but it was definitely GDPR compliant. And he even gave away his temporary IP address and said, find me. And I dare you to find me in your podcast stats. Uh, and he was on, honestly just looking for some data. Uh, Todd Cochran responded, and this is the crux of the thing, not necessarily the privacy, although that's a big issue as well with podcasting. You have to make sure you are GDPR compliant. but The big thing here is Todd Cochran, he responded back and said, James Cridlin, you should do some investigating instead of assuming you know everything. And James, who has done a decent job of reporting on the podcast space with news, told Todd, editor at podnews.net will find me if anyone wants to contact me. I always respect anonymity. But here's the thing I want to point out but I can't investigate spying stories with no substance. If you've confirmed it, then I'd be really keen to learn more. I'm really, really into privacy. I'd love this opportunity to dive dive deeply into this. So, Stephen, I know you have a lot to say about this. I keyed on a specific point there. I think that's where you want to go here. So, Stephen, take it away.
1: Yeah, I I think this is interesting um, for two reasons. And before I get to that specific point, I want to just highlight right now the whole privacy thing is something worth considering because there are, of course, a whole bunch of regulations in order to help sort of prevent some uh, podcast spying and things like that. But well, just in general spying and things like that. But the thing is... uh, there are a lot of really, really big minds out there that can figure out how to utilize uh, information within limitations. And so I think that the concept that you're completely anonymous, just without extra tools like VPNs and blocking and things like that, you got to realize that it's probably somehow someone's going to find a way because that's how we've gotten to where it is now is is somebody has always it pushed the boundary to get that information so they can market it and sell it and things like that. So I think it's worth considering that no matter how hard we try, someone's going to continue to try to circumvent this unless, again, things like VPNs and other utilities and things like that.
0: So you're going to avert this by going to live on a remote island in the middle of nowhere with no connection?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: All right. Good luck on Leon you.
1: <laughs> but the second thing that I personally was interested in this was just the concept of James really being interested in finding out more information. And I think that this is something that we should always consider when we are putting information out there that is big, bold statements and whatnot, is that people are going to want to know more. But there's going to be limitations to what those people are able to do without having more information. And if you are going to go and submit some of that information over to somebody, you should consider the whole anonymous aspect that James mentioned as well, because some people won't respect that. And so James says, I do. But if you were to go and say you had a big breaking story and you provided it to somebody else, you never know what's going to happen. Could you find yourself in the center of this big controversy, even though you were just trying to be a good Samaritan and pass information along? I think it's worth considering as well. But James at Pod News does do a good job of putting a bunch of different articles together and things like that even things that he doesn't always agree with. Yeah, I've had a couple discussions with him myself and he's actually published things of mine that he's personally disagreed with. And so I think that this is a really interesting exchange to follow because of the fact that James disagreed but invited more information and just to see what comes out of it because I, I I'm curious to see the metrics and the technical information behind it. So that's sort of my just general take on it. Again, I assume everybody's spying on me. I have an Amazon voice device. I have a Google phone. Um, my wife has a Apple phone. And I also go and just run banners in the sky with all of my personal information. So I just assume.
0: Might as well be safe and just make sure everybody knows what's going on versus guessing if they know or not. You, know, you never know when there was a data glitch or something you know, like the Internet pops out for a second. And. The government spies aren't able to hear everything that you said. So just, you know, make sure that it's there. I just want to say, if you're going to make claims on the internet, make sure you can back them up somehow. Just don't say that you have some sort of secret data and then go neener, 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 and then provide no more information. This is a day ago. I have no idea if there's more information on this post or not, but As of when you sent it to me, there was no additional information. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, Usually things like this would come out eventually because there would be alarmists that would be posting. So who knows? We might be looking at an exclusive James Cridlin article show, maybe even in a couple (laughs) of weeks when he comes out with all this data.
1: If you have something that you think would be worthwhile to talk about here in the download, please get in touch with us through any of the ways because we have had a variety of listeners over the years send us articles that have made their way to the download. And we would love to hear from you. Podcast at betterpodcasting.com.
2: This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback.
1: Let's start off here with a piece of feedback that we got from our Discord server, and it came from yakko.org. Y-A-K-K-0-D-O-T-O-R-G. So it's yakko.org. I've
0: been saying yakko doctor for a while, but, you know, it it does have that G at the end. This is Jeremy from the Transmissions podcast. So if you're into Transformers, go over there, check them out. He posted... This article, HuffPost is charging winners for their use of best podcast of 2019 branding. Why didn't I think of that for my show's best of awards? <laughs> yeah. So, Jeremy, I think you would have earned a, a penny or two on it. But this was a story that made the rounds in the last couple of weeks. And it was the Huffington Post posted the best podcasts of 2019 list. And then they caught some people that were posting that they were on the list, but then used HuffPost's logo as part of it. And it was an official looking thing. I got to say, a lot of people were incensed. Well, why can't I say that I was one of the winners? Yes, you can. But then if you use their logo, it's their logo. They can charge for use of their logo. And that's what they were doing. If you're going to use our name, we're going to make you charge now the charge is probably too much for most podcasters to use, because most podcasters don't make much money off their show. Not all. I mean, there is money in the podcasting space, but we're talking about hobby podcasters here. And yeah, Stephen, I mean, I'm okay with people try if people want to use the better podcasting logo. I think you'd want to earn your fifty thousand dollars Canadian, which is what I don't know two fifty American. <laughs>
1: This was an interesting conversation. And from what I saw on Twitter, it looks like they may have kind of reversed course a little bit. But I think it's important to remember that logos and things are something that people, often people own a trademark, copyright. I don't know. I get them all mixed up. But they, they legally own that logo. And so you can't always just go and take it, even if you won the reward. We had a bit of a conversation and just kind of, I ended up going down the rabbit hole of different legal terms and and conditions to different awards that weren't podcast related either. And it's just interesting to see some of the legal recourse that are clearly uh, set out in different awards, terms of services, and things like that. There was a fun little dialogue even in our Discord about the Oscars themselves, not just the logo, the actual trophies, there being terms and conditions for the winners of that. So if you want to see us go down rabbit holes and things like this, please join us in our discord at dot slash discord. Another rabbit hole was, uh, apparently is Google play music podcast. Still a thing. Dot com is actually a thing. Yes. That website, Randy Walker posted that saying is Google play music podcast. Still a thing. Dot com. And it's a very basic website, but it's kind of funny to to check out. We'll make sure to have that in the show notes if you want to check that out. And we had Al Run say, Google could screw up a one-man rock fight.
0: <laughs> it's funny. So we we're talking about posting to destinations before. Google Play Music might be a singular place where somebody is going to look for music and podcasts. And if your podcast isn't there, well, they're just not going to find it. Now, how many people are listening to podcasts on Google Play Podcasts? Not much, but if you want that one, two, 10 listeners, whatever, then yeah, post your podcast over on Google Play Music. If not, don't worry about it. It's a very low percentage and stick to the main ones. But again, we talked about before, if you want to be everywhere, be everywhere. The next post that came on was a post from Newsreel and Newsreel commented on last episode. He said, did SP just say just one more thing in the lightest episode? Because if he did, and then there was this Columbo thing, he was really big into Columbo. I actually looked into this. I don't know if I told you or not, but (laughs) I went to our transcript through YouTube. I copied the transcript in YouTube, which comes with time codes, threw it into a document and then searched for the term one more thing or one thing or just, and I found out that that is not what I said. What I said, and I listened to it later too. So it wasn't just by going through the transcript. What I did say was when you're making changes beyond the just one thing, and that was at 15 minutes and 14 seconds. Why did I know this again? Because the Google, uh, a transcript through YouTube, I never did say just one more thing. And unless I missed it, I don't think I did. Anyway, newsreel came back, said, He's been in a bit of Columbo mood in the last few days, so there's just a good chance I heard just one thing as just one more thing. Another reason you might think of this is if you're a big Steve Jobs fan.
1: I was just about to say I totally missed the Columbo reference and totally went to Steve Jobs when I read that. (laughs) And also, uh, one thing that we want to mention here is that uh, on the Bubble Podcast, Host and creator Josh Liston. He put a little bit of a tweet out there today and uh, he actually has decided to close up shop for On the Bubble podcast. And I wanted to give that an, an acknowledge right now because he ended up uh, giving us a shout out actually uh, when he did that. But also, I wanted to say, Josh, you have been a very, very loyal listener to the show. You regularly send us messages, you're on our discord and whatnot. And I am looking forward to seeing what sort of time this frees up for you to be able to do other podcast endeavors. I have a sneaking suspicion that you might have some around the corner. And uh, I look forward to seeing that. And it's just an example how sometimes you have to move on. If you're not feeling it, time to move on to something else and see where it takes you.
0: Josh has pivoted before with his podcasting, and this is an excellent example. If you're just not getting the oomph from the show, if you're not being able to create the show as often or in depth as you want, Josh has really good episodes. He's a really good podcast producer. And if you're not able to do that, it's time to shelve the show and then move on to other endeavors. We talked about that a long time ago on the show. Steven put out a tweet on our BetterPod Twitter on the 15th of January, which is about a week ago now. And he said, if you are new to following our podcast or our Twitter account, thank you. Let us know who you are and what your show is, if you have one. And if you haven't started a podcast yet, tell us what kind of show you're thinking about starting. We look forward to seeing you around because we know a lot of people look into podcasts about podcasting the beginning of the year or look into creating their own show at the beginning of the year. And so we actually got several tweets for this. Right. And I wanted to mention the first one right away. She's not new to the show, but she has been promoting the snot out of Better Podcasting. Don't think I haven't noticed when we're talking about Win Kelly Charles and she does the Ask Win podcast. I believe the Twitter is Ask Ask Win. And thank you very much, Win, for promoting Better Pod. We see it all the time, at almost every day that you do it. So thank you very much. We really appreciate that.
2: We
1: also had at sound of History say hello, we just started a music history podcast that is looking at the overall story of American music history at least to start with. Our first half episode is up on Podbean on Spotify. I am going to absolutely check out this show. I have said before one of the first podcast the first podcast I did was about uh, local music, and I-, I am a sucker for music history. I am not one of those guys that will go and And trade stories about music history. I am not one of those guys that will go and tell you what song is playing right now. I'm not one of those guys that will even know the lead singer of a very popular band. But I love music history when it's fed to me on a silver platter.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you found a new show. And it was all by replying to us at BetterPod. We also received a a tweet by Trey Coleman, real Trey Coleman on Twitter. And the response was, hey, guys, just started listening to the podcast this week as I begin my journey thinking about creating or producing a few shows, interviews with a stranger, sales and marketing tips. And this is the what got me. This was great. So, Trey, thank you very much for putting this on. And anime fights we wish we could have seen. That's, That's funny right there. Anime fights. So I don't know if that's like within each individual anime series or if it's like between anime series or something like that i haven't checked out the show yet or i don't even know if there is an existing show but if you have a show like that i know a lot of people would be interested in it
1: now for our last one i'll make sure to read that out here just so you know we make sure to uh, have clear cut within lines of legalities and things like that because i am canadian i am canadian and uh Yoland? More
0: specifically, you live in British Columbia.
1: <laughs> and, and so I live in British Columbia. So with that, let's go ahead and read the next one and you'll know what I mean. WCI Health said, Hi, Lola here. I'm a clinical pharmacist specialized in medical cannabis. I'm starting a podcast educating people about potential health benefits of medical cannabis. I hope to launch my show. Let's talk about medical weed with Dr. O on one two twenty. So January 22nd. 2020, which coincidentally is today the day we're recording this episode right now. So thank you, everybody, for reaching out to us with that. It's always great to see new names and also familiar names as well. But uh, thanks for reaching out. That was fantastic to see uh, all of those uh, newcomers.
0: Thank you very much. It's awesome. And if you want to give us a shout out anytime on our Twitter account, on Discord, or email us, podcast at com, we will definitely talk about your show. On our show, because we want to promote you because you've done the favor of listening to our show. We had a final back and forth communication on our discord, and it was by ingenious one. He's running into some issues here. He asked, is it normal to hear a slight delay when talking on the mic and what you hear through your headphones? And I replied, yes and no. It's called latency if you self-monitor through your computer. This was one of the reasons, Stephen, why you and I want to do hardware recording because we can listen without latency to our hardware recorders. But I know a lot of people use voice meter, they use different things, and there's slight latency in there. Now, in some programs, you can go in and set the latency so it doesn't seem too bad when you're listening back to yourself, but in some cases, it's pretty bad. So this is the sort of stuff that we see all the time on the Better Podcasting Discord. And if you want to come in, it's not just us. We had Zachary Webb pipe in and just other people answer questions, especially since both Steven and I are not in the Discord server all day long. So other people can step in and answer your questions for podcasting. And we'd love to see you on our Discord server. And that's at betterpodcasting.com slash discord.
1: And also, I selfishly put this in here because I I suspected we might have somebody in the chat called Bangs Naughty Bits who might know a little bit about some things to check out as well. And he did indeed right now. He has just said uh, Audacity preferences slash record slash software pass through uncheck. Now, with the information that was in there, I'm not sure that that would have possibly an impact. Uh, however, uh, I don't know enough about this. And so I would give that a shot. Because from what I was reading with the information, it doesn't look like Audacity was in play there, but that might give you something to test out and uh, try to recreate and maybe narrow in on sort of the uh, comparable section within Voice Meter. But I, I used Voice Meter for a brief time and wasn't happy with what I was seeing. So I can't really give much information there. And thanks, Bangs Naughty Beds. Sincerely appreciate that.
0: So we have had one heck of a show, Stephen. I am glad to be back in 2020 with you. And I look forward to our show next week. If any of our listeners have any feedback about any of the things we talked about, about our, how I save my podcast stories, about the topic of distributing your RSS feed, about stating just blind claims out there, about spying without anything to back it up, or I, if you just want to give us a shout out, this is the sort of stuff that we love here on Better Podcasting. Thank you for listening and interacting with us.
1: As well, always keep in touch with us on our Twitter and Facebook and all of those other places, facebook.com slash betterpodcasting, twitter.com slash Pod, and come to our Discord, betterpodcasting.com slash Discord because of the fact that sometimes we do move our live recording date. And next week, uh, the week that we will be recording this, the w- final week in January, the week of January 26th, through February first, we will have a different recording date. Just being locked down here within the next couple of days, but we'll make sure to post that out there. If you like to check us out live, it might be a day earlier. It might be a couple of days later. We will lock that down soon, but uh, we know that people like to check us out live sometimes, and so let's put that out there right now as we walk out the show. So, for episode 216 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew, saying thanks to everybody who got in touch with us this week, including everybody in our live chat.
0: And I'm SP saying happy podcasting, happy hobby podcasting. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.
2: See ya. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunnageek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching and we hope to see you again next week.